In this episode of the Cube Command Podcast, we're talking about our experience playing Phasmophobia. Welcome, welcome to the Cube Command Podcast. I'm Thomas Savoya. And I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where you can chill with us as we talk about the news, reviews, and other things in the gaming, pop culture, and movie industry. The Cube Command Podcast is produced by Savoy Studios and is part of the Savoya Media Network. To find all of our shows produced by Savoy Studios, just go to SavoyaMedia.com. Also, check out our YouTube channel to watch us play games. Cube Command on YouTube. Alrighty, Nick. How how's, how's it been? Been good. You know, just getting scared every now and then. Just screaming our head off, you know, getting shivers. Goosebumps. A little bit. It's you know, therapy's been okay with me. You know, they've been working everything out. <laughs> so how how has phasmophobia been for you, Nick? Tell us about Oh gosh. That. <laughs> oh my gosh. Very intrigued. <laughs> it's a very interesting premise, isn't it? It is. Uh, I really didn't expect it to be all of that when I first played it. I was like, oh, this uh, looks simple. Like a little here and there jump scares. No, no, yeah. no, sir. It is not. <laughs> it's the real deal. <laughs> it's scary. It'll get you. Don't play in the dark. <laughs> That's how we have to play horror games in the dark. Especially you with your purple light now. I'm built different. I think they're wrong different, though. <laughs> <laughs> so what is phasmophobia? Phasmophobia. Well, I'm assuming from the title is fear of ghosts. Well, yeah, I mean, the game, tra- as far as the game, <laughs> pretty much um, t- the premise of it is you're a ghost hunter and it um, has a game of four people and you all have to hunt down a ghost and figure out what type it is. So within this group, uh, you are all able to purchase equipments to actually help you advance to quicker discovery of it. Um, it does offer about five different locations to use at the moment. Uh, for me, though, I I'm starting to like high school. That one's the medium size location, I would say. Well, medium to large. I'd say it's pretty big, isn't it? It's big, but it's like comparing it to the asylum location, that's the biggest one. That one's just, it completely takes away high school's like size. Oh, I haven't been to the asylum. Is It's really uh, bigger than the high school? Because the high school's got really two big. stories. I know, but it's it's really big. Is it that one with the corridors? I believe so. Like the really long, like longer than the high school hallways? Yes. Longer hallways, more doors. Mm, we've got to try that one then. That one sounds terrifying. <laughs> You're gonna regret it. <laughs> it is, especially if we get that one, uh, that one ghost. It's a little, uh, a little like munchkin. The little one. kid one. I hate that one. That one's always the most aggressive. Like for me, every time I get it, it's always the most aggressive one. It's the creepiest one. And it, it is. It's like this little child ghost. It's like, oh my god, give me chills. It reminds me of the um in The Witcher. There, there's a mission where you have to actually like resurrect this like dead baby. It's like a zombie oh, baby. No. They call. I think they call him like a lubberkin or something. And that mission freaked me out so much. It's it's like an early game mission. It, it freaked me out so much, and I could not stop thinking about that when I saw the ghost. I was like, oh, it was gave you that reference. Yeah, and it was like, it's just 
I don't know. Because I had like teeth and whatever, and it was like, ah. Oh, that's worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's way worse. Oh my god. That's uh, that's what I envisioned when I when I saw the because I only saw it for a split second at Phasmophobia and I freaked out. Yeah. There's so much more though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, you, you summed it up pretty well. Phasmophobia is just like a ghost hunting game. It's very multiplayer centric. Like you're not gonna get as far playing by yourself as you would with like a group of people. You know. Oh no, no. Especially, well, you can. I've seen some people who can do it, even on professional. But I don't think they stick around too too often. Uh, <laughs> I think like once they get the evidence, they dip. I don't think they get too many pictures in unless they just they just want to go at it. Because when you're in that in that little house with the uh, with the ghost, that goes looking at you, and you you only. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. At first, I did like the small houses just because I was like, oh, I don't have to walk too far. It happens right then and there, but now I'm starting to appreciate the bigger <laughs> locations now. Really? Yes, because in a sense that you can outrun a ghost, not all of them. I think there's a two. There's two ghosts that you can out, out outrun that you can't, which is Revenant and maybe Oni, Oni or uh, Banshee. It's between those, because once you get those, you can outrun it. It's gonna get you. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, the ghost, like, basically how it works is, like, when when you start a game, you're hired to hunt out this ghost that's haunting a location. And once you, and once you step foot in that location, that activates the ghost, right? Like, once that, mm-hmm. those doors open, it, it's, you know, your, your fish food. Pretty much. Yeah, because they'll come with three levels. Um, amateur, intermediate, and professional. Yeah, each of those levels do give you a starting up timer to get you prepared and go and get your evidence done. So, uh, amateur gives you four minutes, intermediate gives you two, and professional, you're starting right off with probably a hunt right off the bat. And the hunt, what that is, it pretty much sends the ghost to chase you. Lights start flickering on and off. You start to hear footsteps. If you're close enough, it starts breathing down your neck. Yeah, <laughs> it starts like making those noises. Yes, it's oh my gosh! Especially if you have your headphones on and it's like a good volume up. Oh my gosh, chills are coming down your spine. You can't really see them. It's like we can kind of you can see them sometimes when they allow you to, because a yeah. lot of the time the ghost is like in its ghostly realm, messing with objects and stuff in the room, flickering lights, making the room cold. You know, stuff that <laughs> like giving you signs to detect it that you have to use your tools. And take advantage of the signs it gives you to figure out what ghost it is. Mm-hmm. But once it decides that it's had enough of your games and it switches on hunt mode, like you said, it's like you're on you're on your own. Like if you're still in that house when the hunt starts and they lock the doors, you just have to hide. That's all you can do. You better run. <laughs> you gotta run. Yeah, you can only run so far though because Phasmophobia's Honestly. running speed is like molasses. There's literally only one way you can actually stop it from hunting, but it doesn't work on all of the ghosts, and that's using the crucifix. It pretty much only works if you place it down to where it actually spawns in. If you don't get it right, then it's just saying, hey, forget you. I'm walking right past it. Come here. (laughs) I I didn't even know that. Because like we're we're doing one game where we had two crucifixes in the garage, one on either side, and the ghost spawned and nothing happened. As I was saying, that one just just pretty much just said, forget you. I'm I'm ignoring it. What, I'm just going to keep going at you. <laughs> yep. Oh, just another Tuesday. <laughs> He's like, what's this? This is a little toothpick thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was terrifying. It was like, that was our last line of defense. There's nothing we could do. 
because so far out of the maps, wh- which one do you like the most? You didn't try Asylum yet, but we can definitely do that another time. I don't know. I I, th- I think I like the um the regular house, the two story, two story one. Do you like that one? Well, let's see. We, the one we play there's the uh, single story, two story, the uh, the farmhouse, mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. school, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm not a fan of the farmhouse just because I I think it's kind of flat. Like there's not yeah. really much interesting in there, and all like the the uh the objects in the room the interactables just they kind of blend together it doesn't have like an atmosphere to it i guess mm-hmm. yeah it just feels like i'm like walking in a cracker barrel or something it doesn't it doesn't feel like <laughs> i'm in a haunted area um the schoolhouse i think it's all right i had fun in the schoolhouse it's just really big mm-hmm. i haven't gotten to explore the most of it i didn't even get to step foot in the gym <laughs> sometimes you don't want to that's what i've heard and i, I kind of like to experience that but i've only experienced like half the school and uh, because the house, I like the house because it, it, I feel like the house has the best atmosphere because I feel like they, they probably put like the most effort into making the house feel complete. Yeah. It's like the, the top stories, the basement, you know, the breaker. It's very memorizable. Yeah. You know, even though I, I died most of the times in the house, <laughs> <laughs> it was getting friggin' folded in one of the closets. Oh, you kept throwing cups at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was playing, and he was. Uh, I forgot that you can actually interact with the objects, and he was just throwing cups around, and I freaked out a little bit. I was like, "Oh my god, he's throwing cups!" I was like, "Wait a minute, this is him, isn't it?" Yeah, because when you die, you you can still play the game. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> and you apparently you can still interact with certain objects, and I found out you can pick up cups, so I just kept throwing it around. The guy who was with us was like, "Yo." Who's throwing cups? <laughs> <laughs> and Nick was like, wait, I think it's Tom. Because <laughs> I, I could still hear you guys through the radio, surprisingly enough. Like, my oh, okay. radio still works when you're dead. It better work. You pay good money for it. I mean, I'm dead, so I, I'm not paying anyone <laughs> any more money. You know, what do you mean? You paying that life insurance? <laughs> yeah, that life insurance has been spent. It's so, oh, he's dead? All right, collect, collect, collect. <laughs> Good job, ghost. I mean, I, I like that you can still do stuff when you're dead. It's like Among Us. Like, you, you can still oh, yeah. complete stuff while you're dead. It, it has a level of interactability to it. Because um, your end game here is to, to figure out what ghost it is, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the best part about it is it does give you plenty of equipments to use. Yeah. I believe pretty much about 21 different types of items you can use to help you solve the, the ghost. Really? 21. That's a lot. I'll say maybe three of them consists of the location actually having it inside the house, which is the doll, the board, and uh, I believe the bone. Bone, yep. Yeah. Is the the bone uh, locked to the house only, or can you get that in the schoolhouse and the farmhouse? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, you can get it in all the other locations. Oh, okay. It's just like the high school and asylum is just a little bit harder, because... So many rooms you have to go into just to find it, and it's kind of small. That makes sense because I, I I believe you can get every other clue in the other house as well. Like mm-hmm. you can even get dirty water in the schoolhouse. Yeah. Okay. Because it's like, well, for dirty water, the ghost actually has to be near that location for you to go ahead and get get it to do it. Otherwise, if it's not, then you know you won't won't get it. Which is what happened to us that last game. We're supposed to get it, but since the ghost wasn't near the bathroom for the sink, it didn't do it. I think that's kind of dumb because it locks you out of getting all the completed uh, yeah clues, and there's nothing you can do about that. 
it should be noted that this game is still in early access. So mm-hmm. they're still adding more stuff. Like they just got an update a couple weeks ago with the what was it was a new ghost type. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it. Uh, the new ghost type was pretty much like the grudge looking one. Oh, uh, with the the girl with the hair over her eyes and yeah, the, the, the the sunken eyes sockets and whatever. I think so. Yeah, I think that one crawls. <laughs> that one freaked me out when I saw it. <laughs> I think I I'd be done if i play if i saw that when i was playing i'd be like nope I'm, gonna shut I'm, off the game. This. I'm just exiting out the game I'm, shift tab close game back to steam honestly i forgot to mention that people can actually do vr with it which major props to you if you can do it but you will not catch me playing that game with vr yeah that, that, <laughs> i'm not it seems like the perfect vr game though it is because you can hold technically two items versus generic way mouse keyboard you can only hold one item at a time or use one item at a time the item thing is is kind of like uh well it's like a standard horror game reminds me mm-hmm. most of this game called visage where it's like yeah. um it's kind of like silent hill where it's like it's very archaic in the way that you you handle items but you mm-hmm. can still put them down pick them up but you're very limited in how you can kind of utilize them um, but in that game, you could hold two. Like you could have uh, one hand that's the uh, the interactive hand, and then you can have another hand to hold an item that you keep on hand, like the storage, okay. and you can switch between them. But Phasmophobia doesn't do that unless, like you said, it goes into VR mode. Yeah, which is hopefully soon that you know individual will do that for us in the future. Yeah, I, I mean they're definitely getting feed feedback i assume i mean mm-hmm. i don't really follow a lot of the community so i don't know what they're requesting but yeah same it was it was that update you were talking about with the um ghost that crawls that's the one where they added the ability to like pick stuff up when you're dead i'm assuming probably yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure that was not the most requested thing to do is be able to mess with people <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be that's, that's fun and just creep your teammates out and be like no no just because i'm dead doesn't mean you get to live no come here <laughs> you're gonna die <laughs> me, with you like it or not <laughs> let me spook you some more what i'm hoping is that they might let you to actually touch the door and, and close it off but oh that's for, that's a mean <laughs> for us when it when the uh when you're dead pretty much all the doors are like open like there's there's no doorway at all you just go right through it yeah, I mean, you're haunting the area just like the other ghosts, so I assume they would let you kind of yeah. act like the ghost, you know? I would like that. But I feel like if they did it too, they went too far with it, it would make it difficult for the people to actually complete their objectives. Like, they True. wouldn't be able to figure out which ghost they're actually, <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to find. But the I like the, the object one because I, I, I just spent most of my time uh, filling up the truck with cups. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> grab the cups and throw them in the truck. Honestly, I like the game though. I think everyone should give it a chance to play. Yeah, it has a lot of potential. Oh yeah, for just a, such a small group of people who's making it. Actually, I think it's one guy. Oh, just one guy. Oh, that makes it even more impressive then. Yeah, D. Nider is the founder and sole member of Kinetic Games, which is the development studio for Phasmophobia. So yeah, it's it's one guy. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that, is, that is really cool, honestly. To make all those assets himself and code it. And... That's what I'm saying. For him, like he probably didn't even know this was going to blow up, but major congrats to him. Oh, yeah. It takes a 
like incomprehensible amounts of uh, dedication and faith in your product to to do that by yourself. I definitely know it's not easy. Didn't you take a kind of a gaming course? I, yeah, I took class? a couple game design courses in a very rudimentary coding class in high school. Even that broke my brain. That just the basic <laughs> coding class just I I don't know how how people do it just by themselves one project just and having to play test it themselves and do bug fixes. It must be nerve-wracking. Oh yeah. I kind of, I kind of figured it was still in early access when I kind of saw footage of it. Uh, it. It looks like it's still, it's a little rough around the edges, but again, that's that's to be expected. It, it's incredible for what it is. This was like, yeah, like I'm not giving it backlash. It's a well-made for just having fun. I think it's the concept that is the fulcrum of this mm-hmm. is the uh, the and the multiplayer aspect because when I saw it on the Steam page. I was already kind of sold on the concept when I read the the thing. Because it was like, you do it with friends and you have to hunt a ghost. And I was like, well, this is pretty unique, you know? Yeah. And I think it, that's one of the reasons it took off. I think we're starting to see a resurgence in ga- in uh, niche games with a very unique premise that's very heavily centered on multiplayer. Mm-hmm. You know, look at Among Us. That game took off because it had a very unique premise that no one had really experimented before and was also executed in a very clean way like phasmophobia true we're definitely getting more like you said there's what five locations oh yeah at the moment it's like two suburban homes the farmhouse and then high school and then asylum pretty it's pretty solid we need it we need a graveyard ah man i i'm surprised there isn't like with a little uh like cemetery type deal. Ooh, church. A church. Yeah, a church. And then church. With the cemetery in the back? Probably. That would be that would be kind of interesting. Maybe in the future we might get something similar. That'd be cool though. Oh, you know, that seems like I feel like that one would have been like the most the, like the basic one as opposed to the house. That's like horror game 101, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh church should be safe. <laughs> nope. You're about to get scared. <laughs> I feel like um, we're probably going to be seeing that and maybe sewers down the line. Ooh. So there's a couple, there's a good number of locations for you. I'm guessing more on the way. And uh, the only thing we haven't really gone over yet is the items. And I think that's very important that we go over those since those mm-hmm. are very, that's a staple part of the game. So um, what are the ones we start out with? Um, I think the basic ones it'll give you would be a photo camera which is for you to take pictures of uh, fingerprints, um, anything that the ghost might have interacted with, as uh, like the dirty water, for example, you would take pictures of those. Um, you use that to pretty much boost your uh, currency at the end of the game. Next, you would have a video camera. What that will do, that will help you to um, see where orbs of the ghost's kind of spirit would be. It'll be a night vision feature for you to use that in the dark lo- darker locations. And if you want, you can add a tripod to make it easier to mount on things. Yeah, I never understood the ghost orbs. Like, what was that like spawn from? Is that like a, th- uh, it, a thing? Yeah, it, it'll spawn where the, the ghost is pretty much manifesting the most from. Oh, but so you... like once you like find where it would be, you would drop the camera right in there and then just check for orbs. And then you put that down into the evidence. Does that have anything to do with the black light? Uh, no, no. The black light would be the similar thing you would use with the photo camera. 
like an example, like how the ghost would turn on and off the lights. Hopefully, majority of the time, it actually touched the light switch. So you use a black light to shine onto that area, and then it'll give it that green coat of what what the ghost handprint was. Oh, so that's when they say checking for fingerprints. That's what. Oh, okay. I don't know why I never made that connection. Yeah, once you figure out what room the ghost is in, um, usually I think the thermometer is the best way to like uh, scout each room. Then you can kind of start trial and error through all the other items. True. The voice box, I think, is the most intriguing to me. Or you sit down and you have to talk to the ghost and get uh, responses. Pretty pretty big integration of voice recognition in this game. Like, there's voice, like, voice chatting, you know, with your teammates, but the ghost can also hear you talking to them. So if it recognizes you're saying something that relates to it, you know, could attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the little things that kind of add to the atmosphere of it. Phasmophobia is very, very atmospheric. The the grungy atmosphere combined with like the crunchy sound effects and like how slow your character moves, how they're like just kind of creeping along. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we I I guess this would probably make a good uh, series on the YouTube channel. By the time this episode goes out, maybe we'll already have recorded them and they'll be on the way. But you can look forward to Phasmophobia content on the Cube Command YouTube channel, and you can also watch us play other games on there. We finished Outlast, and the the episodes are still going out, so prepare to see the Outlast finale in the next, like, month or so, I guess, Um, because we're on episode 9 right now. I think there's going to be about 15 episodes in the series. We're still working on Hat in Time. We've got some more Left 4 Dead on the way, so go ahead and subscribe to us, and hopefully you'll have some fun. You can also listen to the Cube Command podcast on any podcast app, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. We just recently got an Amazon podcast. You can find us there, too. And be sure to find the Cube Command podcast on the Savoia Media Network because we are produced by Savoia Studios. And you can find all the other shows produced by Savoia Studios at SavoiaMedia.com. And we are also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find the Cube Command podcast and other great tech shows. Just go to TechPodcast.com. Well, um, yeah, I want to thank Nick for joining me on this episode. We have some more fun episodes of the podcast on the way. We're trying to hit 80 episodes before the end of 2020, and I think we're going to make it. In any case, this has been the Cube Command Podcast. I'm Thomas Savoy. And I'm Nick. I want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. have you ever heard of blueberry blueberry what's that well it's only one of the most respected media hosting sites out there with a customizable audio player media validation and unlimited downloads wow does it have free technical support yes is it optimized to work with wordpress for easy blog posts yes does it require third-party sites to access no is it spelled with a b and an l and a u and a b r r y yes with affordable hosting packages and detailed statistics, Blueberry must be the best podcast hosting service for me. Yeah, well, wait a second. How'd you know that? I, I didn't say that. I don't know. What are, you, what are you talking about? Use our promo code CUBECOMMAND to get your first month of hosting free.